Parshas B'Shalach is known as the Parsha of Amuna and Bitachon, faith and trust in Hashem. And that is because many of the occurrences in Parshas B'Shalach drive home this point. For example, by Kriyas Yamsuf, the Bnei Israel had to take the leap of faith into the sea and know that Hashem would be there for them. When it came to the Mun, which was a symbol of Amuna and Bitachon, the Bnei Israel had to trust in Hashem that it was going to be provided every single day and that every single day they were going to have just the amount that they needed, no more, no less. And then on Shabbos, when the Mun did not fall down, they had to believe that they were given the proper amount on Friday. And when it came to the Milchama against the Malik at the end of the Parsha, when Moshe Rabbeinu hoists his hands up in the air, and the Pasuk says that his hands were emuna, same Lashon for emuna in terms of faith, but the Pasuk is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu's hands were stable. And when our hearts were directed in the direction of Shemayim, seeing Moshe Rabbeinu's hands and looking up towards heaven, then we were able to be victorious against the Malik because of our emuna and bitachon. Clearly, this is one obvious theme in Parshas B'Shalach. However, there's another important theme in Parshas B'Shach that I want to give attention to, and that is the theme of inspiration. And how exactly does inspiration work? And more importantly, how does inspiration not work? And this is crucial because there is a very major misnomer about inspiration that needs to be addressed. We tend to think that it takes a certain setting, a certain environment, certain external stimuli, whether it's the right song or it's the right speaker, the right magid shir, the perfectly placed drasha. We think there's something outside of us that has to affect us so that we could be inspired so that we can grow. And sometimes we will sit back and wait for that inspiration to happen. And in a similar vein, we might try to inspire someone else with the perfect song, the perfect drasha, the perfect message. And for some reason, nothing's doing, no change is taking place. And the reason for this is that inspiration can never start from the outside in. It always has to, to start and come from the inside out. And there are several sources to prove this in Parshas B'Shalach. Firstly, when the Bnei Israel reach Mara the land of Mara, where the waters are bitter, the Pasuk tells us that they could not drink from the waters ki marimheim, because they were bitter. And the Baal Shem Tov, and I believe the Kutzker, famously stated that when the Pasuk says ki marimheim, it does not mean to tell us because the waters were bitter, but because the Bnei Israel themselves were bitter. Because they were negative, because they were being jaded, they were not able to enjoy the taste of the water. And sometimes when we have that level of complacency and that level of jadedness, we are unable to grow and to be inspired. It's very similar to what Moshe Rabbeinu says at the end of the Torah, that it is not an empty matter from you. And the Midrash explains, what does it mean, that if indeed you think it is an empty matter, Mikem. It's coming from you. It's not coming from the taste of the Torah. The Torah tastes just fine. The Torah tastes amazing. But for some reason, you're not able to recognize it. This is why we do have to daven, that we want Hashem to make the Torah tasty in our mouths. But that's because it has to start from within our mouths, and only if so will we be able to be inspired by it. Another proof emerges, ironically, from Paro 
which throughout the entire of Yitzhak Mitzrayim we find references to the hardening of Paro's heart. And frequently the phraseology is Vayechazik Hashem, a slave Paro. That Hashem was Mechazik, the heart of Paro. What does it mean that he was Mechazik, the heart of Paro? What does it mean to give Chizuk or to receive Chizuk? Interestingly, when we find this Lashem in Parshas Peshalach, the Torah tells us that Hashem was Mechazik, the heart of Paro, after Paro had already gestured that he was going to pursue the Bnei Yisrael, that he, uh, he regretted having sent forth the Bnei Yisrael from Mitzrayim, then, Vayechazik Hashem is leave Paro, Hashem strengthened and reinforced Paro's heart, and Paro kept going. What does this tell us about Chizak? That it starts from within your own heart. It's not necessarily that Hashem completely stripped Paro bare of his free choice. But Paro already had it within his heart, within his will, that he wanted to pursue the Bnei Israel, that he wanted to keep them in Eretz Mitzrayim, that he didn't want them to go free. And once that was in his heart, Hashem can simply be mechazik. Hashem could strengthen. Hashem could provide a little bit of chizok to keep Paro going. But that's how chizok works. You can't just find someone who's beyond help, someone who's not ready to hear it, and just start being mechazik them. That's not a person who's going to be able to receive the chizok. They are not ready for the chizok. And if you are not ready to, for that chizuk. If you're someone who is not ready to be inspired and encouraged, if you're feeling that you're beyond help and that you don't want to be inspired, even if part of you wishes someone would come over and inspire you and give you that chizuk, but if you're not ready to hear it, you're also not going to receive that chizuk. And that is because it starts from within. You think that it mattered that Moshe Rabbeinu stuck his hands up in the air? The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah asks this very question on our parsha. Is it really Moshe Rabbeinu's magical hands that are able to perform wars and cause a victory? And says the Mishnah, absolutely not. When Moshe Rabbeinu's hands were in the air, then when our hearts were directed and subjugated towards heaven, then we were able to be victorious. What does that mean? That because our hearts were in it, our hearts were ready, then when Moshe Rabbeinu's hands were up in the air, then it, it, it meant something to us. We were able to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu's hands being up in the air, and then we were able to be inspired to focus our hearts on Hashem, and then we could be successful. But if we were not ready to hear, if we were not ready for the inspiration, Moshe Rabbeinu could hold his hands up all day long. You can hear the best drasha, you can hear the best song, you can listen to the best magad shir, but if you're not ready for that inspiration, if you're not ready to be inspired and to make a productive change in your life, it's not going to happen. Moshe Rabbeinu could hold his hands up in the air. It's not going to do anything unless our hearts are ready to be directed in the direction of Shemayim. Rav Moshe Benavitz once said an amazing line. He said, you show me someone who is changed and inspired by a drasha, I'll show you someone who is ready to be changed and inspired by a drasha. This is true because at the end of the day, the uninspired will remain uninspired, and there's nothing that can be done about that. The person who's going to be inspired is the person who is inspired. The person who has it in his heart, a readiness to grow, a readiness to change, a readiness for that inspiration. If we can muster it up from within ourselves, then Bezras Hashem, we will find all the stimuli that we need. We won't even need the stimuli. We will get everything we need. We'll have that readiness to be changed and inspired. If these words at all inspired you, it was not these words. These words maybe were a chizuk, a reinforcement, but it was because you were ready to be inspired. And if you weren't, these words meant nothing. We should be zocha to have that readiness, that inspiration from within. And Bezras Hashem, we will be able to continue to grow and to be inspired.